right, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Laughing Into Your Void. I am guest host Chris for you tonight, co-hosting as always with the wonderful Rosalyn, who is joining us. Hello! Hello! Uh, Tom Tom is out in the world bringing laughter to people across the internet this evening, so you get to spend some time with me. As always, you can watch our previous podcast on District Comedy, YouTube, and Facebook channels, and listen to them on most podcast platforms. If you do enjoy the stream, please consider making a donation of any size at District Comedy Live, uh, uh, District Comedy Dash, District Dash Comedy, Live. Alternatively, like, share, subscribe to our stuff, because that also really helps to get the word out. Um, we're really excited today. We're here with Michael Ridgeway. Uh, Ridgeway. Michael and Roz co-host Mondo in Baltimore. It's a cult film series, and you can always find out more information on MondoBaltimore.com or Mondo Baltimore Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Excellent. Do you have a MondoBaltimore.com? Apparently. Somewhere it exists. There's. <laughs> Don't ask me. Talk to your people. But welcome. I when the last time it was updated was. Uh, oh, well... we do have that. Oh, that's fairly. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Good on Mark. He's he's the guy that sort of um, uh. Does like. It's like the, the overmind uh, and, you know, does a lot of the, the promotional work and just, you know, talking to people and getting shit done while we just get up in front of people or in front of a camera and uh, get drunk and watch bad movies. Also, hi. Yes, I'm Michael Ridgeway. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Excellent. Well, just to let you know, Michael, we always like to start the podcast with the same question. We ask every person that comes on. So how would you describe your sense of humor to someone who's never met you before um cishet white guy rapidly approaching middle age but actually a decent person um <laughs> like there's there's so many like, like i'm not a i'm not a, like a professional or even amateur comedian i i'm just a guy who's lucky enough to be able to uh, talk about terrible movies with his friends and, and host uh, uh, now weekly uh, screening of them. Um, but, you know, I, I just try to approach it with my weird, frantic dad energy, uh, and frantic nerd dad energy, um, and also, like, without getting into the whole like oh i complain about my wife or oh my kids are terrible it's like no I, I love my wife i love my kids here let's here's something really funny they did you didn't find that funny well you have no sense of humor because it was about butts and butts are great um so yeah just manic nerd dad energy is is sort of uh with a with a with a healthy dash of pettiness for people i don't care for no. Is there a certain amount of time it took for you to really develop that dad, uh, dad joke humor? Because that's what I'm, I'm hearing. Um, I've always had a little bit of it, but you know, like it's just when you have a kid, and you're just that. That's your, that's your entire like space that you're operating in. You don't really have a lot of time for complex nuanced comedy it's just like you're just you might just be in the shower and it's like huh 
Boogaloo Boys kind of sounds like Moogaloo Boys from Final Fantasy. That's a joke. So, um, yeah, that no, I told that to a friend the other day. She's like, get out. And I'm just like, you're, you're right. You're right to hate me. But I really chuckled at that. So, um, yeah, it's just you, you have all these you have so your, your, your attention is devoted to so many other things that really all the only time you have to come up with funny things is just in the random moments where you're not thinking of anything. And then it just something pops into your head. And it's like, <laughs> that's my joke now. So, so what I'm hearing is you're like people who think they can sing in the shower. You write your best material in the shower. <laughs> and on the toilet. And on the toilet. The toilet like, is an important uh, throne of creativity. Yes. Listen, man, those are like the, the two places I am alone and get to think by myself. So I'm impressed that you actually get time alone on the toilet. I, I didn't realize your six-year-old would be so polite. Uh, not always, but, you know, um, he will leave me alone if he barges in, uh, and I tell him, like, daddy, daddy's on the toilet, Connor. Bye. <laughs> daddy, Goodbye. Daddy's now. <laughs> uh, children and pets. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got the, one of the pets right there. That is, Aww. that is Rogue. He's my little tuxedo kitten. She's not, I don't know what she's staring at in the corner. Ghosts. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting, too, because, Mike, you're, like, the first, like, I would say that you do comedy with me when we do Mondo. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, and I, you've, I, done, you've done stuff like, um, we, we used to do Experts of Nothing, yeah. uh, which was a comedy game show our friends put on about pop culture. It was, like, improvised stand-up about pop culture basically mm -hmm. um but you're kind of like i don't know you're the first person we had on who doesn't really have like the comedian identity <laughs> no, <you know>? no. <laughs> so, um so before we kind of dive into that just to help our listeners understand what is mondo if they don't know just so they understand when we talk about your com comedy and what you do they get where it's coming from Sure. Uh, so Mondo Baltimore um, is a previously once a month. Now it's a once a week uh, sort of cult movie screening. Um, it's, you know, heavily inspired by things like uh, like Elvira, Mystery Science Theater 3000, um, um, Joe Bob Briggs, where uh, we have a ho we have hosts. Um, uh, it's it's gone between a few pe different people in the past, but recently it's, it's settled uh, mostly on um, Roz and myself and our friend, uh, John Bennett uh, used to be the main host and then had to step away. But now that we're online, he's back. Um, so we pick a, a movie every week. Um, we usually come up with a drinking game. Um, it's, it, we've kind of had to fudge it a little bit lately because <laughs> we, we're doing this once a month and now it's once a week and we you know now that we're kind of good at lockdown i guess you could say um you know we we're all working again and we have a bunch of other commitments um but you know we'll come up with a drinking game uh we'll introduce the the movie uh before that we put together a themed clip show um that usually coincides with the movie um for instance, this week is a movie called BMX Bandits. Uh, it's an Australian film, Nicole Kidman's first. Um, 
And so we are going to do an Australia themed clip show. Um, and so, you know, we introduce, we have our shtick. Um, we play the first half of the movie. We come back, we do a game or just yes. riff on something. Yeah. Challenge, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we try the second half and then we come back and we close it out and uh, set up next week. Um, yeah. Kind of classic, like, horror movie host stuff. Excellent. So do you did you do improv when you were growing up, or was it just watching a bunch of sci-fi movies and realizing how bad they were? Like, what was um, the interest? A little bit of both. Uh, I grew up on MST3K um, and, you know, just terrible sci-fi channel movies. Um, uh, and I actually... So, so my main gig these days is, is, is science stuff, um, but I grew up doing theater. I actually have a my, my bachelor's is in, is in physics and theater so um I, I have that and i've done a bunch of other yeah no that's 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 the reaction i get um physical theater it's, it's I, here here's what i tell people um the physics is first off it's very lucrative um not very well it's, it's lucrative if you don't have a soul which is typically also pretty lucrative um but um it's good like analytical stuff good uh, left brain stuff but uh theater is, is was really great for just kind of helping me learn how to talk to people and even now i'm not great at it but it's good for you know developing your writing skills developing your your organizational skills developing your speaking skills like it, it's it's it was a really good combination for me personally um, but yeah, then after college, like, you know, doing a bunch of theater stuff, um, uh, I've done like some podcasts in the past. So like, you know, there's like, um, they, it all kind of is, is, has led up to this in, in a way. Um, Bill Nye does film commentary. I dig it. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. And this. I mean, I, I started coming to Mondo back in 2013, I think. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's sort of the story of my life where I just become friends with a bunch of cool people because I start going out to things. I'm just like, oh, you guys are cool. Can I talk to you? And then you just become friends with people after a while. Uh, and eventually they're like hey do you want to help us pick the movies hey do you want to help host this and like yes <laughs> god yes so yeah. my journey how old is mondo altogether i think it started in 2010 or 2011 it's almost 11 it's almost a lot june that's right because we had the 10th anniversary, anniversary of june. june yeah, yeah. um so, uh, so yeah, we actually weren't originally like we aren't no. originators from it. No, no, that would be that would be Mark uh, Colgrove and uh, Sean Jones. Uh, Mark, I think, really really got it going, and Sean kind of stepped in a few uh, a few events later. And uh, Sean is just like, well, so so Mark's Mark's a, a filmmaker here in Baltimore. So is Sean, um, and Sean really has this encyclopedic knowledge of just every goddamn Everything. movie um 
uh his his basement is amazing it's just you know wall-to-wall blu-rays and dvds and just like you know stuff you've you've only heard about in whispers um <laughs> but yeah um they're they're really great guys and uh, you know the, the organization has uh, bl- uh really kind of bloomed um there's a bunch more people we have a the mondo planning committee uh, which is basically just a Facebook group for us to dick around and make jokes. But then they like, Hey, this movie is fucking weird. Let's watch that. So. Good. So, I mean, you guys had a decent commu- uh, community of Facebook following of almost 2000 people kind of going into it. And, you know, how was it transitioning to a more digital medium versus really kind of being in that open environment where you're feeding off of each other's energy and all that. It's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, I'm a lot more sober when when we watch the movies now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for damn sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like uh, I like the bar atmosphere, but you know, it's definitely it it kind of feels like we're giving something back by doing the weekly streams to our like faithful followers. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so we're we're not getting too many people um, every week. It's I, I it's usually between twenty and thirty, um, you know, and that's not really counting. There might there might be multiple people watching in a single household, but like on the on the actual like users, it's like twenty to thirty, uh, and a lot of those are our friends, um, people who are you know part of the Mondo Planning Committee, and um, you know I, I think we probably still be doing this even it was even if it was just us there because we miss each other a lot uh yeah. you could you could see it like uh, like um john john bennett uh he is the target of a lot of um i don't want to say ire uh heckling uh, heckling yeah uh by you know other very good friends uh and they love doing this in person. This is just how they show affection. They just heckle back and forth. And you kind of get the feeling that, you know, if it weren't for these, for at least the virtual heckling, a lot of us would go insane. Um, Cause it's just, it's, it's that, that push and pull is sort of uh, really vital to a lot of our characters. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a weird transition. Like it's doing it every week is, not as bad a proposition as I thought it would be because there's nothing else really going on. Um, there's also a lot of terrible movies out yeah. there. We definitely haven't run out of movies. No. And uh, this has actually been kind of a good uh, chance for us to experiment a little bit more. Uh, we've had some, we've had some good ones. We've had some real bad ones <laughs> that we, we, we make it, we, used to make it a point to basically get together watch the movie before we'd show it and that's when we would make the drinking game or be like that scene is very problematic we should cut that out of the edit that we're showing we don't always have the time to do that uh and so, it's not gone well in a couple of cases <laughs> yeah yeah no we've we've gotten flack we, we have rightly gotten some flack rightly uh, so rightly so yeah. Um, but we've, we've gotten better, uh, at, at picking them. Uh, it helps that, uh, so we, we use, a um, 
uh, app called Cast, which it lets you stream and do a chat thing and has camera integration. So we can have a close approximation of what we used to do. Um, and they have, uh, we used to kind of do these mystery streams, which was just our way of saying, we're showing something we don't have the rights to. Um, we have a very gentle relationship with copyright law at Mario yeah, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now they've integrated the like uh, YouTube, and they have their own library of like stuff you can stream for free, and they have Tubi, and those are great places to get like really bad or weird movies. Um, that are still very fun. Like we, we do have like a sweet spot where we try to hit. Um, so like we've we've kind of gotten into the swing of the the virtual stuff. It's still weird. I still wish I could see everybody in person, but it, it, this is the best we got right now. Yeah, I mean we were also at a weird point too when the pandemic hit because for. The first nine years of Mondo's life, it was at the wind-up space here in Baltimore, and then the wind-up space closed. So we had a couple months where we didn't have Mondo, and then we had our first one back at our new home at the auto bar, and then got our stride, and then the pandemic hit, and it was like, oh, I guess we're not doing this live anymore for a while. Was the last one... Was it February was the last one? I think, yeah. February would have been the last one. I don't think... It might have, no, it might have been March. March. Was it March? I forget. So when you think about all of that, like, what have you done to try to keep the audience engaged? Or how do you keep the the word of Mondo live bringing the laughter to your home? Ooh. Uh, Facebook shares. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. Uh, no, I mean, it's, I'll I'll tell like friends and family like mention it. You know, we're doing a weekly stream, but uh, yeah, you know, at first it is weekly, and that's that can be a big like commitment to people. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of just hard to be like, well, I'm stuck here. I might as well just watch Netflix or something. Like, uh, you know, there is like there is the the, the cat uh, cast the the app is it's, it's a barrier in and of itself. Um, you know, people got to make an account and like, like if I could, I would just we could we would stream it on Facebook, but you can't. Yeah. Um, they have algorithms like basically figure out if you are playing something and shut you down. Um, one of our um, one of our friends, uh, Melissa LaMartina, who uh, hosts a similar night uh, under the name Aurora Gorealis, she's run into that. She's been doing Facebook live streams herself, but they kind of have to jury rig it up where I think we're like they're aiming a camera at, like a, screen at a screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if, if it's something that like is it triggers the algorithm, it just shuts down the stream. So. Uh, cast has been great for that. <laughs> yeah. So how much of this is like keeping the brand alive and how much of it's for your own sanity in all of this and having that sense of normal? It's a very good question. I mean, uh, I would say a big part of it's our sanity. But yeah. also, I mean, the other thing, uh, I think one of the things about like Mondo's success is just like the fact that Mark and Sean have been so consistent. Like, mm-hmm. They have been doing Mondo every single first Thursday of the month, 
pretty much almost every single month since Mondo started. And yeah. since it started, we have done Mondo every single Friday night since the pandemic started. We're catching up to them. We're catching up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did it on Christmas evening uh, because we had yeah. nothing to do. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. My kids went to bed. I'm here. I'm. I got a bottle of whiskey for Christmas. Well, hey, in five to ten years, you'll be able to use Christmas Jaws as your Christmas movie because that was. A... Oh no, we almost we almost showed that, and apparently, <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, like, it's awful. But it was like yeah. awful in a good way, and it made me nostalgic for my childhood. So I understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I we... propose Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, which is Kirk Cameron's batshit insane. Uh, Christian movie about why it's okay to commercialize Christmas. Uh, but I was overruled, and we ended up showing for the first time ever an actually good movie uh, <laughs> uh, called Rare Exports. If you haven't seen it, it's great. It's a yeah, the movie's great. Movie. Um, and it really confused, baffled, and angered our audience because <laughs> yeah. they were like, this isn't a bad movie. This is a good movie. Why are you showing a good movie? <laughs> we we do occasionally show a good movie yeah. uh just because it's also a very weird movie um marquee was like that uh yeah. the first time we showed that at the auto bar uh, at that wind-up space um the marquee is a french film from the 90s about the marquee de sade but uh with with human actors but everyone has these really um incredibly well sculpted like anthropomorphic animal masks like uh marquis de sade is like a dog and um there's a horse lady there's a horse lady there's a a rat guy there's a rooster um uh but also uh the marquis talks to his penis colin which is another puppet um which comes out of his pants uh and it's 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 actually it's a very odd movie. Uh, it's a very sexual movie, obviously, because it's about the Marquis de Sade. But it's not a bad French. movie. Uh, it's it's aggressively French. Uh, I showed it to my wife, who's t- not the typical audience for Mondo Baltimore, but <laughs> she she enjoys um, uh, French culture, and she's like, "Yep, no, nope, this movie very French, very, very French." Yep, yeah, no, this this would all just be like normal shit they see on TV over there. Um, uh, but yeah, no, the entire, uh, usually people are talking, you know, they're making, you know, jabs and jibes at the movie. Entire bar was silent, just, you know, watching this movie, reading the subtitles, because it's good. <laughs> like, it's it's got a message. It actually gets it across very well. Like, it's fun to watch. It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to watch because of the skill involved. Not your typical Mondo movie. But like, really worth showing just because of how out there it is, at least for us. Yeah, and it also led to um, a lot of pointed heckling of uh, poor John Bennett. Luckily, this is before our tenure as host. (laughs) (laughs) It should get aimed at us. Uh, But there's a scene in which the Marquis de Sade has uh, sexual intercourse with with the brick wall of his jail cell. It's a pretty so, hot wall. For the <laughs> for the next year and a half, every time John took the stage, the entire audience would chant, 
fuck the wall at him. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Choices were made. Choices were made. Yeah. So, so that's the type of audience we, we collect. It's people who can enjoy a weird French film for the piece of art that it is and love cinema and genuinely enjoy movies for the effort behind them, but also they're going to scream at you to fuck the wall if you're on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, you've been doing Mondo for almost 10 years now, or over 10 years. I think you said... Oh, no, 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 no. Seven. I, you I said been, 2013, I've been, right? So... I've been going. I've only okay. been hosting since, like, uh, last... Two years. Well, no, no two, two years. About two years. Wow, it's been... Oh. Jesus, okay. Okay, so two years. So do you feel that you're, you're getting wittier or do you feel that the the movies are just making your brain even more mush and having to work against it um you know uh the the best uh the best part about it and and i think the part that really uh shines through for for Roz and I is just that we've we've built a really good rapport i think with each other um yeah. while we're up there in front of people so uh, that's that's been great, and I think that's a, a really good thing that um, we bring to it. Um, so, and, and like, I there have been times where like one of us is hosted without the other, and like it's it feels a little bit off. Um, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that that's sort of I think what really has developed for me, just developed for us, like you know, this playing off of each other and, and being able to improv each other off each other. Um, I'd say probably the only the only time I did it by myself and felt comfortable was probably Love on a Leash because you bowed <laughs> out so that you could experience the splendor that is Love on a Leash, um, and I hated that movie so much <laughs> that um, I was just fueled by pure rage at all that night. <laughs> and like this is the movie the month before. I warn people like don't come to this movie. I watched this movie and felt like it, it sucked every bit of life out of me. You're not ready for it. It's too bad. We're showing it, but don't come. And of course, next month we had a packed house. Yeah. And oh, um, it's half the people like loved it because it is. Oh my god! Like. <sighs> Like you think you've hit rock bottom with a movie you've seen, and then Love on a Leash comes along and it's just like fucking blast through the bedrock and like you're down into the magma. Uh, and then uh, the uh, the other half were just like, "What the fuck did I just watch? What did you, I should have listened to you?" So um, yeah, that was a special one, and it just so, I got to yell I got to yell at the audience the entire time. So I, just, that I was about to say, so you got to find yourself in an interesting place. You know, stand up comics, they already have their set. They get hecklers, they play off of them. Improvisers yeah. are playing with each other. It's based on suggestions. In this place it sounded like you had to find comedy through rage. Like literal yeah. rage. <laughs> That's like actually... how do you find that funny in that moment? Uh I mean it's something I've done before because I um uh... So I, I used to do this uh, podcast uh, for uh, called Magcast. It was like uh, for this thing I used to help out with called uh, Magfest, the music and gaming festival. And it was me and a few of my friends um, who were sort of like high in the organization. Uh, and uh, I they, they they developed a segment called Old Man Mike's Crotchety Corner, where I would um, 
I, I was sort of known as the crotchety old man of MAGFest, where I was just like, ah, I fucking hate all these kids playing my video games. Uh. But, like, I would just kind of get hyper-focused on an issue in the moment and just go on, like, a Lewis Black kind of tear on it, where I'm just like, this fucking thing with these fucking people, people playing their video games too quick, why don't you just slow down, enjoy your goddamn video game, they made all this other shit in there, and you're just skipping past it, that's fucking rude, you're rude, play the goddamn game the way it's supposed to be played. And, you know, that, uh, that lots of other stuff I got angry about. Uh, so, so I have a deep well of anger in me I can tap into sometimes. Um, and, you know, it's, it's good to tap into it in funny ways uh, instead of, like... Scary ways. Scary ways. So, you know... Which he never does, by the way. Just <laughs> I, I, I try not to. It's not a side of myself <laughs> that gets out a lot uh, or that I'm very proud of. But, you know... Uh, Deep, deep well of anger. Uh, I'm I, like I'm a cishet male raised in a toxic masculinity uh, uh, culture, so you know, it's just there. So when you yeah. think about the worst of the best, like what was your favorite movie that you got to to play with, and like what happened, what made it special? Oh, I've got a few. Um, so I will say Level Level Unleash is one of the best mods we've ever done, even though I hate it. Um, <laughs> we got the entire it... audience to applaud the main character, who's a dog getting hit by a car. Yeah. There was yeah. a standing ovation for that moment in the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, again, one of the best Mondo moments I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, just people cheering for a dog being plowed over by a truck. Uh, oh god no no see if you watched it you would understand because this is sort of this movie is sort of like a weird take on the frog prince except he's a dog and he's just an asshole and they film this entire movie where like the first third is the woman who will fall in love with him uh basically being like traumatized by men um and then she meets the dog and she falls in love with him and he gets to become a human. But only during uh, the night and when it's cloudy. So then the f second third is about their relationship and them figuring out how they're, they're living together. Now, this movie does not have a backing music track. So aside from dialogue, it is completely silent. There either never was one, or they just forgot to upload it to Amazon Prime when... It's also it not on the DVD, because I bought the DVD to see. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Also, there's just a lot of blank space where this dog is just running around. So, they, I think, this is my theory, they had the guy who played the, the, um, played the human version of the dog dub over just the the pure dog parts with like his internal monologue and like he's just riffing on the movie and also just like like uh saying terrible things about the woman he's with um at one point she falls into a pool and she's drowning and he's a dog and he's like all right fine i'll save your ass grab on you pizza face cinder block and pulls her to safety <laughs> and then like the last third is like you know, he loses the girl. They're searching for each other. He gets hit by a car. 
they find each other again 20 years later once he's reincarnated as a hot young dog instructor. The movie's fucking wild. Um, <laughs> and I hate it. But also, that was a great Mondo. Um, other other uh, honorable mentions include uh, one of my favorites, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Um, it is about a bed that eats people. Uh, it is a giant four-poster bed uh, in a room, and it's just random people come into this like dilapidated mansion. It's like, oh, sweet bed. And then uh, they get digested. Uh, the bed is actually a demon. No, no, it's a demon spawn. And it dies when they bring uh, uh, do a ritual to bring a lady back from the dead, and she fucks a guy without hands which is supposed to be the culmination of the relationship that spawned the deathbed, and then it bursts into flames. Well, spoiler alert, thank you for ruining the movie for me. That yeah. was going to be my weekend. Oh, no, but... oh, no, no, no. There's so much more. I would encourage <laughs> you to watch it. It is bonkers. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's The Vineyard, uh, which, was, which was really fun. Um, that's uh, James Hong. You've probably seen him. You, you've seen James Hong. He's... Um, really well-known Asian-American actor. Uh, the thing that always comes to mind is Wayne's World 2. He plays um, uh, Wayne's girlfriend's dad. Okay. You've, you've seen this guy everywhere. Um, he saved a bunch of money, I think, back in the 80s, early 90s, and he made his own horror movie. Uh, it's not good, but he really, like, you can feel the passion behind it. Uh, so they really, they, it's they sell it. Um, they really try to sell it, and so that's that's great. Um, there was one more. Oh, one of my favorites that I pitched uh, is um, Creatures from the Abyss or, or Plankton, uh, which is a Italian horror movie about a bunch of teens that get that end up on a research vessel in the Mediterranean, which is just like a fuck boat. Like it's a it's a it's a fuck palace for some reason. And uh, they have to deal with the radioactive mutant fish that are also super horny for them. Just like, oh my god, these fish are so horned up for reasons. Because plankton, uh, radioactive plankton made them horny. And uh, it's, it's kind of slow at first, but like the last third of it is just some of the most bonkers stuff you'll ever see. You'll ever see with like weird like claymation monsters and uh uh very uh weird fish sex scene um and just the some of the the oh a very sexually aggressive shower too like a shower artificial intelligence that's very sexually aggressive but yeah, oh, so, there's some of my favorites. so what I'm hearing though is Mondo is just not about American films. You guys have gone internationally. Bad horror movie films are made. We're trying. We're trying. We've been actually trying to branch out more now that we're yes. doing the weekly stuff. Subtitles can be um, a bit of a hard sell, but we we have shown some movies with subtitles. Some just with bad dubbing. Um, yeah. One of my oh, favorites was was Turkish Star Wars. Oh, so my God, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you need to say anything else. Like I want to picture it just as I picture it and leave it out there in the ether. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, so Turkish Star Wars, they used footage from real Star Wars movies. 
there was a they time. like bootlegged it and they sort of rewrote sort of reused the star wars origin story mm-hmm. and then just put it all into a different movie that's in turkish um and it was it was bad slash good enough to show to a modern yeah. audience even though it had subtitles uh and it was ridiculous but it was a lot of fun Oh, one one uh, that we discovered this year, thanks to our friend Josh, uh, is Who Killed Captain Alex, um, which is a Ugandan film. Uh, and I, I had kind of been wanting us to branch out, but also like there's there's a weird like line you want to make sure you walk because like you don't want to pull like a badly made movie from from like Africa and be like, oh, look, it's funny because they don't know what they're doing because that's not really cool you're punching down um this is a uh but who killed captain alex made by this guy um and this neighborhood that they've now dubbed wakaliwood um it's 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 a slum in uganda um but basically uh he just made an action movie with his friends for like 30 us dollars um and they just had fun and you can tell they're having fun and like the acting's not great. And the, um, uh, you know, the plot is just like crazy and all over the place. And, um, the, the CGI effects in there are like, you know, look like a angel fire site from 1995. Um, and that's, that's all well and good. But what the guy ended up doing is that he got his friend who goes by the name VJ Emmy to dub over it with like, narration that's equal part like mst3k riffing but hype man (laughs) so like he'll just be he's talking over the entire movie and it's great because it's it it really kind of pulls in the fact that it's like listen we know what we did we had fun making this movie we know it's not great we can make fun of it but also like look at this action movie 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 <laughs> and so that's great it's so fun and like you just you feel like you're sort of like everyone's in on the joke and you can just kind of be like this is great we're having fun yeah. so I, I think you brought up a really good point and when selecting movies how do you walk that line especially when you're looking internationally of being like <sighs> we're not looking to offend we're looking to say this was created and we are now going to comment on it versus like, look how bad they are over there or look at what they did, you know, versus like the American movies, we all know range and, and no one's going to, you know, that kind of thing. But internationally that could be a, a big sticking point. It, it's hard. And like, I, you know, American movies don't get a pass because like you can look at something from the sixties or seventies and like, there's a lot of exploitation movies out there that have stuff that's really uh, unpleasant nowadays. Um, that, you know, there's, let's just put this out there. There's a lot of sexual violence in movies that uh, once upon a time was seen as like goofy. And now people are just like, that is rape. That's rape. And that's bad. Uh, I mean, like, look at Revenge of the Nerds. Like that, yeah. that's a whole thing, you know, people kind of realized in the last 10 years, like, uh oh, he kind of raped her, didn't he? Uh oh. Yeah, it's like, and, it's, con- and the constant racism in that movie too is pretty, yeah. pretty, so, uh, yeah. So it's it's a difficult line to walk. We don't always walk it correctly. Um, we do try to be honest. Uh, it, it's a much easier thing to do um, when we're watching the movie 
you know, ahead of time. We actually, you know, sort of instituted that policy when we did have a, an issue with a movie that hadn't been watched all the way through. Uh, and there, there was a pretty, um, pretty vile rape scene in it. Um, not going to mince words there. Um, and, you know, we have really, uh, as, as a group, we've really tried to, you know, come back from that and, you know, change, uh, institute things so that we don't end up showing that type of thing to, uh, an audience that, you know, is not there for that. They, they want to laugh. They want to have fun. Um, you know, we, we can laugh at the older attitudes. Um, and you know, one of the, the nice things about, excuse me, one of the nice things about watching beforehand and coming up with the drinking game and all that stuff is that we can help contextualize that and we can make a joke out of just like, okay, every time such and such character uh, slaps a woman on the ass and calls her sweet cheeks, you know, yell, uh, yell, that's my purse, I don't know you, and take a drink. Um, so yeah, we can we can make fun of that, uh, but it's uh, it's gotten a little harder with the um, with the weekly just because we're not doing as much oversight. Um, but also, you know, we do have rating systems, and like now that now that we're doing stuff with Tubi, it's a lot easier to be like, okay, this if it was on Tubi, it probably doesn't have like a really sexually explicit scene. So you know, you made some really nice steps. You guys looked, you saw a problem, you went ahead and got it fixed by doing pre-screens and especially thinking about things as you go back and hopefully in six, seven months when you can be live again, what that looks like. But how do you feel that having being in there and pre-screening it early takes away the spontaneity of your guys' humor? Like, Mm -hmm. does it, or is it just like we're watching it for logistical purposes and tomorrow we're going to be funny or what does that conversation look like? I mean, we, we can be funny both times. Like it's, 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 I think of it in terms of like mystery science theater 3000, like when they, like when you're watching it, it's not like they were all just there that day recording. And like, these are all the jokes they come came up with on the fly. It's like, no, they, they've watched the movie multiple times. They've seen it. You know, they've been able to kind of think about it and they can process it and, um, you know, kind of come up with some, some jokes that, you know, we can put out there like during the, during the, our intro and during the intermission, just, you know, bring up things that we thought were funny. Um, Cause also we don't really have, we're not always necessarily paying attention uh, to the entire thing, the night of Mondo, because, yeah, you know, cause we've got a lot of cues to remember. And as far as like, are we promoting this event? Do we mm-hmm. need to be expecting, you know, intermission to start? We also do um, a raffle and during the live event mm-hmm. where, you buy uh, tickets for $2 and you get free unlimited popcorn and you might win some sort of some weird trash. prize that's tangentially related to the movie. Yeah. And someone's got to make the popcorn. Usually it's Mark, but he's not always there. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, we, we, so that really just watching it ahead of time really just helps us kind of get into the mindset, make sure, makes, make sure that we know what we're talking about. Cause also like, um, like I, no, I don't. I haven't necessarily seen all the movies that people pitch for Mondo beforehand. So, like, I I don't want to get up there and just be like, okay, tonight we're gonna show um uh what was the one? What was the last one you pitched? Uh, the the Hellgate. Hellgate. It's like, oh, we're showing Hellgate. 
Roz pitched it. Seems fun. Let's all see. <laughs> um, no, it really helps like to, to be, uh, to have some basic knowledge of what you're showing and just be like, yeah, here's a movie and here's a little research on it. You know, here's who's in it. Here's a funny story about it. And our audience gives us a lot of the spontaneity too. Like even if, so we've usually watched it as a committee, but before we show it live. Um, but we also encourage the audience to heckle. Like we want people to actively be screaming at the movie while yeah. it's playing like it's a bar environment you know it's fun it's raucous it's like crazy you know people come up and act funny like during our like intermission games or when they win raffle prizes mm. like uh one guy at one point won like a lamp that was like a kermit the frog oh, god that was the best fucking lamp and <laughs> literally no, sean was... sean found it at a flea market it is it is a kermit the frog stuffed doll impaled just... on like a lamp just it's shoved up his ass and like comes out from behind his head and it's like it's grisly looking and like i can i know why someone made that it's like hey look i made a fun kermit the frog lamp but then like you take a second it was like oh god oh god oh uh, that sounds amazing so you know you talk about what, what, what were you what were you saying ross sorry i, I cut you off no no it's okay I, I was just gonna say and so the guy that won it was so enthusiastic and funny when he came up to claim his prize and then later that night after the movie we were doing karaoke and he went up there and he sang it's not easy being green with his kermit the frog yeah, yeah. i was there when sean found that at the flea market and he's just like this is amazing i'm buying it i was like you should you absolutely should that magical day so so yeah, so like that really helps keep it fresh because they might notice things that we've missed or they might, mm -hmm. something might, that wasn't funny, like screaming fuck the wall at somebody isn't that funny. <laughs> but then yeah. after seeing Marquis and turning it into a meme, more or less, yeah. you know, the audience kind of took that one over. So. Yeah, I could see, again, that's that piece of the difference between being in a room where people are having a good time, they're all together, everyone's vibing, watching this movie, versus kind of the digital format and the impact yeah. of that. So kind of as you look forward, Mike, so I know you, you talked about the things that you've done before with your background in physics and theater and <laughs> physical theater, as Rosalind said, literally, uh, and then doing, you know, Expert of Nothing, which I've been very fortunate to see as well. It's a podcast. Check it out. It's hilarious. Um, you know, as your, you know, your kid gets older and as things continue to evolve, do you want to start to do more in other avenues of comedy or is like, hey, you know what? Mondo gives me a great comedic outlet. It's what I love. Or is there more in your future from a comedy standpoint? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be honest with you. Like right now, uh, I am just making it day by day. Uh, but my wife and I work full time. We we got a special needs kid. We we had a new baby this year. Uh, oopsie baby, uh, <laughs> not not planned. So uh, yeah, she's sweet. I love her. But it's like, it's like okay, we have a second baby now. <laughs> Wasn't planning on that. Um, so yeah, it's there's a there's a I have a lot going on. Um, <laughs> And so I haven't really thought beyond that. My my wife is actually uh, a classically trained opera singer. Um, uh, it's not her main gig, but she does do a lot of singing and theater. 
so like we it's a constant like trade-off between us like when we want to go out and, and do various things like well i have mondo's like well you know i have rehearsal this night so we're you know we figure out that balance um i love podcasts podcasts are great because really the the thing i want to do is just go out and have a good time with my friends like i'm i'm not there i mean it's it's nice but i'm not not there completely just like you know for the for the performative aspect i am really i just like having i just like goofing around and doing silly stuff with my friends uh and you know i i really hope you know we can we can get out and do that with mondo again uh i play D D a lot with a very funny group of people and you know people tell us like we should you know you should record that it's like yeah but i mean yeah it's funny and i'm sure some people would get stuff out of it but also that's not why I'm playing. So it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe, uh, um, or I, I might just continue to be a weird nerd dad that does, uh, that hosts a bad movie once a month. Hey, I would listen to Mike's crotchety corner podcast. <laughs> Any, I was like, that's a great title. He's made the pitch. How do we get it started? <laughs> it's just like tangents of things that happen during the week, you know, like, this is what I got. <laughs> it's been a while. Madcast ended a while ago, and i I have a few uh, I have a few tangents I could go off on. I I wanted to say like, oh, I try not to hold on to to grudges. Like, no, I'm I'm really good at holding on to grudges. Uh, as long as they're fun, I try. I try. I really do try not to hold on to like the bad grudges, uh, like the ones that like kind of twist you up inside. You know what I mean? Uh, but things where I'm just like pettily annoyed at something that is stupid and is not really consequential to mine or anyone else's life. Yeah, those are fun grudges. I could go off all day about those. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I have, I have a joke grudge against Australian people that's lasted a decade. So. Ooh. Oh, I'm please. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that this Friday with our Australian movie. Oh, another international movie. So, so you brought oh, it up. Yeah. So what what movie are we viewing on Friday? Yeah. So um, BMX Bandits. It is a uh, 1982-83 uh, Australian movie um, okay. starring Nicole Kidman. It's her it's her first gig, um, and uh, it is about a group of teen BMX riding teens uh, that thwart crime. In the most radical, extreme way. Awesome, and for just, all just riding a bike, and for all of our listeners who could be anywhere, who have never heard of Mondo, what time <laughs> would this be? How could they watch it? If you were trying to get people to to grow your fan base, yeah. what would you tell them? Okay, so you can find us. Um, probably the easiest way is facebook.com look up mondo baltimore um we have uh, you can find our main page that way we have event pages every week um we are broadcasting through cast k uh, k-a-s-t um we'll, we have links to that all on all our all of our events you just basically download the app to your phone or your pc um make an account and then just follow the link to uh our room and tune in and you'll see us there uh riffing on movies uh showing weird clips uh clips start at seven movie starts at eight um 
we usually run till about 10 o'clock or so. And um, yeah, we do that every Friday night uh, until we can go outside again. Yeah. And then hopefully we're, we'll be back at the auto bar the first Thursday of every month. Um, Upstairs. <laughs> sometime this fall, maybe, if all goes well. We'll see. Yeah, so make sure if you're listening, you check out MondoBaltimore.com, the web address that Mike didn't realize existed. I didn't realize uh, it either. For the okay, apparently nobody knew it existed, but it's there, and it's been updated by Mark. So We're just the talent. Job. We don't need to know about these types of things. <laughs> great yeah. job, Mark. Hey, listen, investigative journalism, that's what I do on these comedy podcasts. <laughs> um, that's what we're, we're going for. Uh, but, you know... Thank you so much, Mike, for your time. Thanks for talking podcasts and D&D and your past and especially Mondo. And, I, you know, it was really cool to learn a lot about the process and what you guys go through. So we do appreciate your time. And it's always nice to talk to people that come at comedy from a different aspect or different angle. And that's why we like this. You know, laughter is not just stand-up comedy. It's not just improv. We find it all over the place. We find it in different venues. And people are all adapting now to find it in their computer screens. Yeah. And hey, something different than just Netflix, right? Yeah. No, you get to you get to um, chat with friends. There's a chat pane there, so you know you can make your own jokes. You can just chime in with everybody looking at a weird scene and going, "What the fuck is happening right now?" Uh, you can look out your window or watch Mondo. Either of these things are okay. <laughs> less less depressing to watch Mondo. Less probably. depressing to watch Mondo. That's that's true. that's our tagline right there. <laughs> Yay! Uh, no, awesome. Well, that's kind of the time for today. So again, thank you for being such a great guest and hanging out with us. As always, thank you, thank you Roz, for your time. Um, if you've really enjoyed the stream, enjoyed watching the program, please consider making a donation uh, and following us on social media. Uh, you can always find more links and different episodes on our website. Um, and then tune in next week. Uh, we'll interview Los Angeles-based comedian Aaron Moore. Um, so thank you guys.